Welcome to the Law Firm Growth Podcast, where we share the latest tips, tactics, and strategies for scaling your practice from the top experts in the world of growing law firms. Are you ready to take your practice to the next level? Let's get started. Hello, everybody, and welcome back to the Law Firm Growth Podcast. I'm your host, as always, Jan Roos, and I am here with another free educational slice. So uh, I'm still in the lab working on the upcoming book, Beyond Intake. We're getting really, really close on this thing, guys. But uh, to hold you guys over and make sure we got some podcast content, I'm going to release another section from Caseful University. So this is a recently updated section on our outbound process. So this is actually what we use both internally for our call center that we help with, the safe planning firms with, and uh, with the, the basis of training for how we have other people trained there internal uh, client success directors, et cetera, on how to do outside calls with the specific type of funnel that we're doing with people. But um, if, so if you're an estate planning attorney, uh, yeah, stay tuned on this one for sure, because this is going to have some really, really instant value for you. But if you're not an estate planning attorney, I would still consider listening to this. So, and I can tell you this for a fact, because we're in the process of doing it with other firms. Um, this is a process that we can generalize outside of estate planning. So if you want to put a little asterisk on that, if you don't happen to be a estate planning attorney, then I think this is going to be a really, really valuable episode for you. But um, also, we're going to talk about some concepts, and this is a huge topic in the book, but um, the big opportunity here, which is to go beyond the people that are immediately searching for a service in the moment, um, classically shown as about 3% of the market and research done by Chet Holmes, and get to the remaining 66% um, that is not actively searching for things. So this is how we're going to do it and some kind of the theory behind it, but um, stay tuned, and I think you guys are going to enjoy this episode. All right, hey guys, it's Jan, and I am here with a fully revamped version on the appointment setting section of Case University. Um, we have had a lot that's changed in the last year or so since we ended up writing this section originally. Um, we've had the ISA team working in dozens and dozens of markets. We've had a lot of active testing, and we've kind of reconfigured some of the stuff that uh, we were recommending when we originally started this. So with that in mind, um, I wanted to officially announce getting this back and started, and I wanted to start this off with a discussion on why we kind of arrived at the way that we do things. <clears throat> all right, so before we get started, what the heck is the point of doing all these calls? Why is this something that we need to care about? Why is this an opportunity that your competition isn't taking right now? And I wanna start off, uh, we're, gonna, we're gonna do a lot of whiteboarding on this, but basically let's just kind of talk about what the state of the union is with legal marketing as a whole. So in general, the reason why things are different for estate planning than any other form of marketing for legal is because we're fundamentally at a different part of the buyer's journey. Um, this is from uh, probably one of the, like my honestly favorite marketing uh, god of all times, Eugene Schwartz. Uh, you know, he did most of his work in the 50s and 60s. He was a madman era type guy. Um, but basically, he conceived of this era, um, this this idea of the levels of awareness when it comes to copywriting. But it really deals with sales and marketing at all times of stages, right? So we start off with somebody who's unaware. Um, doesn't even know they have a problem. They find out they have a problem. They are aware of a solution. They are aware of a specific product or a specific firm. And then they're most aware and ready to make their decision, right? Um, now, the thing about this is an entire process that, you know, if we want to talk about, I don't know, getting into a new hobby, right? Um, I've recently been getting into fly fishing. <laughs> so I didn't know that I loved fly fishing until I tried it for the first time. But as I go ahead and, and find out the gear that I need, I'm becoming aware of the problems I need to fix, you know, the different options, maybe fly rods, fly rails, 
um, the different brands. And then finally, I'm going to be able to make a decision about what kind of fly rod I want to buy, right? But it's very, very different for legal. Um, let's take a look at where the money is. Most of the money in legal marketing is around um, personal injury, just to be totally honest, because that's where most of the money is made. So personal injury is an insanely abbreviated timeline, or, uh, timeline right? So basically, no one has a problem until they get hit by a car. And then by the time they get hit by a car, they know all the different things because they've been bombarded with um, radio messages and billboards and TV ads and blah, blah, blah. So you already know every single personal injury lawyer in uh, time. And then you just basically have to make this decision. Um, I always used to say most legal marketing back when we were in the AdWords days was most legal marketing is about why you. And if we can capture somebody, then it's possible that we can snatch somebody who is a, you know, a Google lead from somebody who's been advertising on the radio or TV or whatever it is. But for the most part, um, this is an extremely super quick cycle. Um, the other thing too, is when we talk about where most legal marketing is, it's all focused on this last section, right? If you want to talk about anyone talking to you about Google ads, anyone talking to you about local business, anyone talking to you about SEO, um, any of the aggregators, when we're talking about Avo, Justia, all those different things, all of these deal with this problem, this, this totally aware section, because by the time you type in personal injury attorney, you already determined that you have a need. It's the same thing for estate planning. Um, and the other thing too, is that basically, uh, well, I'm going to show you why this is important a little bit too. What not a lot of people realize is that somebody's already made a decision that they need to hire somebody before they reach out to a referral. So it's likely that any referral that you've ever gotten at this point is also on this level. So, um, and again, it's, it's a game that you can play, but what we've learned the hard way, and you guys have probably seen uh, slides like this in our presentations, you know, we spend two, $3 million a year on Google AdWords. And we've been marketing estate planning firms on that since 2015. And we found out, yeah, it's great for guardianship litigation. It's great for probate, but those, that's because it's hair on fire pro problems. When we have the situation where we're dealing with most of our customers in the estate planning space, they're really in the search phase of things. And this is why we get problems like, oh my God, this sounds great. Let me talk. I, well, I got to do my due diligence. Let me talk to a couple other people. Um, people are, it's easy to get shopped at this stage because basically you don't get the terms to educate people, right? So the buyer's pyramid. This is why this is very exciting for estate planning, right? So the fact that there are people typing in estate planning attorney on Google doesn't mean that those are the only people. And what the seven figure firms figured out in the 80s and 90s when seminars started becoming a thing was that there's an entire other side of the market. You don't have to wait until people come up with a state planning attorney near me before they're doing it, right? And again, apologies if this is a rehash. We're going to get to the whole reason why this connects to ISA in a little bit or uh, to do setting your own appointments in a little bit. Um, but basically, uh, you know, they're going to people who might not even be problem aware. Uh, they might be unaware. And in the way that we get their attention is, hey, look, um, I don't know if you're aware of this, but you're going to die at some point. If you know, <laughs> if you let me buy you dinner, I'll explain how you might be able to make that a little bit easier on your family. That's essentially then the gambit for education-based marketing. Why the seven-figure firms have been crushing on that is because it allowed them to reach this entire section of the market, right? And again, um, not this last 30% because this is going to be a pretty hard uh, person to sell, but basically they're going from this, which is the Google, this is the referrals, this is everyone that's actively looking in the market, to this entire section, which is 30 plus six. So we're, we're, we're literally 22 Xing the market. Um, this is from Chet Holmes. He's a guy who wrote the ultimate sales machine, another you know, giant in, in the world of sales and marketing, but that's basically it. So um, all this to say, why do we worry about doing outbound calls? Because outbound calls are the key to unlocking this entire section of the market. The people that should have estate planning and do not have estate planning. Um, 
Now, the thing is that when I've looked into the world of intake training uh, in, in the legal space, again, I've been had some of the most uh, sophisticated people on, on my podcast. I've known a bunch of people. We've worked alongside some of the best sales coaching programs in the entire legal industry. Most of it is how to structure referrals, uh, how, to, how to get more referrals, how to get referral-based programs, which again, doesn't really save us from getting away from this 3% section right here. The remainder has to do with inbound calls which also deals with this, right? So if you go to people like, and I love these guys to death, I have a ton of respect for people uh, like that did do this. Um, Ken Harrison, awesome guy I had on my podcast, the Rainmaker Institute, fantastic group. All those deal with running a call center to take inbound calls more effectively. Now, unfortunately, if you're not running billboard ads for car accidents, you're not gonna get those. You're not gonna get a lot of inbound calls and the inbound calls you do get from estate planning are doing like this. So even if you're hiring somebody from another firm who has proven experience in legal, chances are they weren't dealing with this kind of thing either. So I also want you guys to know that it's it's going to be different than stuff that you've likely seen before. But this is where that's it's such a huge opportunity, right? Um, now, it's kind of interesting. I'm in the process of actually writing a book on this, which is going to be called Beyond Intake. Um, but basically, this is kind of how we're, we're ending up doing it. And, and the one thing I also want to explain on this call is like, why do we do a two-call process? Um, the reason why we do a two-call process is because we actually used to do a one-call process. And the problem with the one-call process is that we actually got a, a lot fewer people to show up. The no-show rate was dramatically higher um, because it's easy to, you know, no one's going to disappoint a calendar link, but people could disappoint somebody that they end up calling. So basically, we have a two-part process. One is going to be qualification for the most part, and two is going to be your consultation. So a million reasons, you know, in addition to the no-show rate, why you would want to have some, one of these situations is that, you know, you know, first of all, this is a big amount of time to commit on your calendar. And uh, we're going to get into like, you know, where the no-shows end up showing up and that stuff. And we obviously want to minimize those. But um, even worse than that is if you have somebody who does show up and you get to the, the end of the, the line and you realize that they're not qualified for some reason, right? Or you have this person in your, your, you know, your office, God forbid, and you realize that they're a complete nut job, right? So the qualification stage, and this is what we're going to be going on to the, in, into the, um, the script uh, videos that we're going to have soon, is we're going to go over how do we determine, how do we separate the wheat from the chaff? while at the same time, essentially selling them on the need to have a consultation in the first place. For the most part, we're going to be bridging people who have watched a presentation to connecting them to taking the next step, which they should, or um, in some instances, and this is something that's been kind of new in the last little bit, having somebody who signed up for a presentation go to on to take the next step, which is also super, super cool. Um, but the whole purpose of this is to basically qualify people. And there's a little bit of salesmanship to let people know why they want it. But at the end of the day, I want to consider this a sorting process as much as possible, right? So there are people that are actually going to hang up on, on, on your phone calls, right? That, that happens, right? And that's obviously not something we want to follow up on. But the design of this process is to take as many people as possible and to basically squeeze the juice out of every single person, which you're paying to get in front of with the advertising that you're doing, right? And if you can do this, the numbers that we've seen are fantastic. The best firms that we work with, um, these are, these are, honest to God numbers, we see people that are booking north of 50% on the qualification, which means one out of every two people that ends up watching, a, 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 attending a webinar is going to end up on somebody's uh, calendar. That is factoring in all the people that don't pick up. That's factoring in all the people that don't qualify. 50% of people are qualified on the calendar and the people that end up doing this. And this is not the folks of the section, but again, you guys know the numbers 50 to 80% is what we'll even see. And like top people, we actually see doing 90%. Um, and you combine these two things together and you have a very, very attractive cost per acquisition. Um, that's kind of a shark tank number if you guys are familiar with it. But, you know, if we're hitting KPI on this stuff, we have the situation where, you know, you're trading a couple hundred dollar bills for 
four or $5,000 client at the end of the day, which is really, really exciting. So anyways, um, that's why we care about this stuff. And most importantly, because no one else is doing it, right? Uh, there's a lot of people that are doing webinars that are being lazy. They're saying, oh, well, hey, if they, you know, if they didn't want to click the link and uh, fill in my crazy 20-page packet before they did to talk and do this and tell me their, their tax return numbers and all this different stuff, then they're not worth it while. But that's absolutely not the case. Um, we're trying to get as many people as possible that qualify onto your uh, consultation calendar. And this whole thing is going to be based on that. So I'm really, really excited to get forward and, and show you guys what we do. But I um, just wanted to start off with some context. So I will see you guys on the next video. Thank you for listening to the Law Firm Growth Podcast. For show notes, free resources, and more, head on over to casefuel.com slash podcast. Looking forward to catching up on the next episode.